0: As a type A super planner, uh, control freak, (laughs) the concept of surrender has always been kind of difficult for me. And this pregnancy has really, really, really pushed me into surrender for so many reasons. And it's got me thinking about surrender in business. The word surrender often is used in faith, right? So you just surrender to God or whatever uh, higher being you believe supports you through this human experience, right? You surrender to that and they will show you the way, right? They will open the doors, right? But when it comes to business, when it comes to the parts of your human experience that you Control that you have some say in that you're supposed to be actively doing within, right? How the hell do you surrender in that? I used to think it was impossible, it made no sense to me. I mean, when I came to business, I used to feel like I had to be in the doing all of the time, and the concept of surrendering meant giving up, right? Like when you surrender, it's like, okay, I give up or like I hand it over to you. How the hell do I hand my business over to anyone or anything? That's my baby, right? It's, it's my business. Baby is just as important as the baby I'm growing in my tummy right now, <laughs> right? And so I've been sitting with this concept of surrender for a while in entrepreneurship, but more than ever in life through pregnancy, and I figured I cannot be the only one out here who is feeling like you are fighting, struggling, really in that, uh, in that, what's the word I'm looking for? Tug of war. Does it feel like you're in a tug of war with what you want to do, what you want to accomplish, and what the outcomes Turning out to be. I've been in these positions before. I have felt that way quite a bit through my pregnancy, and it has brought me back to this word surrender. So that's what today's episode of Chats with Gigi is going to be all about. How does surrender empower you and strengthen you in business? And how does it bring you better outcomes? This is Chat with Gigi, a podcast for women who are ready to step into their power, get unstuck, and create more freedom in all areas of life. I'm your host, Gigi Diaz, certified life and business coach, media personality, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I've helped hundreds of women find the necessary clarity, confidence, and courage to build their dream life and achieve success with less stress. If you're seeking weekly motivation, practical and spiritual advice, and tangible resources to scale in life and in business, then you're in the right place. Are you ready? Here we go. Before I start this episode, I need you to do something for me. Mark your calendar for March 30th, 2023. This will be our greatest seizing happy in-person event to date. Move, Breathe, Grow, a half-day experience helping purpose-driven women just like you to tap into their feminine power through movement, connect with your intuition through breathwork, and discover new tools for business and personal growth. We're going to have hors d'oeuvres, lunch, intentional networking, and connection with other womenpreneurs and community leaders. And of course, we're going to have a whole lot of fun. Tickets for Move, Breathe, Grow are already on sale at seizinghappy.com. Click on events and select Move, Breathe, Grow. This will be our last in-person event until further notice. So I really hope to see you there and give you a big old hug. Head on over to seizinghappy.com, click events and select Move, Breathe, Grow. How do you actually tell someone who's out to build an empire, who's out to change the world through their services or their product to surrender (laughs) without making them cringe. Even as I have gotten closer to a full understanding of this word, I still kind of cringe at hearing the word surrender and at telling myself, you have to surrender into this. Oh God, it feels like giving up. Even as I have come to understand the definition of this word is not to give up. It certainly doesn't mean waiting around for things to happen either. It definitely doesn't mean leaving the results up to chance, right? In my experience going through this this pregnancy, many of you have been following along on my blog where I've shared that it has been a challenge on many levels. This pregnancy was not planned, Um it was not something that I, I I never wanted to have kids. I've said this, you know. I've yelled it at the top of the mountaintops. Uh, after working with children for twenty years, in my for nearly twenty years, it'll be twenty years in September. In my first business, Gigi's Academy. Um. I'm a little too familiar with what a um, coin toss it is to have kids. And in addition to that, I helped raise my little brother. Um, I'm 11 and a half years older than him. And my parents had him when we had only been in this country from Cuba for like a year, year and a half. And so... You know, I had to become mom number two. There were a lot of overnight feedings and diaper changes and my parents didn't speak the language. So I I am actually still <laughs> my brother's emergency contact. Uh, so in school, you know, detentions, issues, tummy aches, it was me. I was the emergency contact. I was a person that would show up. All the PTA meetings, anytime he got in trouble, all the things was me. I was very involved in, in his upbringing. And so I kind of, I felt like I had a really... Hands-on understanding of what it meant to have a child, the responsibility of it, the worry of it. When he began to drive, I gave him his first car. Right, um, his first car accident. I was his first phone call on Thanksgiving Day, <laughs> right when the turkey was about to go into the oven. Um, that's a story for another day. So I feel, I felt, I felt like I knew enough about parenting to know it wasn't my jam. Right. And then my husband and I had a conversation one day around, I want to say, what was it? Maybe like July or something. I've lost track of time with this pregnancy. Brain fog is a real thing, y'all, by the way. Um, And we had a conversation where I said, you know what, honey? We are doing the best we've ever done, you know, financially and emotionally and in our relationship and in all the things. And this is also just as as a small... Uh, sidebar here. I had also realized that one of the biggest reasons why I was so adamant about having children was due to small traumas that I had not identified before. We talk a lot about small traumas in uh, the podcast episode featuring my very, very dear friend Yats Palat. It's called How to Heal Your Inner Child. Highly recommend you take a listen to that podcast. But anyway, small traumas are Those moments when you give something a definition based on the experience that you've had with that thing without doing it intentionally and sometimes without even noticing you do it subconsciously. And so I'm as an immigrant raising a young child in this country only like a year and a half to two years after arriving here was really freaking hard. Right. And it was expensive. We were not wealthy by any means, right? We weren't born into money and we certainly didn't come into money um, in, in this country when we first arrived. We had to work really, really hard for it, right? And then after that, when I was, uh, when I was working with kids, the city in which my dance studio is located is not a supremely affluent city. My, my business is located in the city of Hialeah, my dance studio and people do very well there, but it's not like, you know, it's not like, it's not a place where you, where you everybody has like a multimillion dollar house, right? It's just like, all right, it's an all right neighborhood. Um, and so when I would look around, I opened this, this business when I was I'm fresh out of high school and I would look around at all of these quote unquote adults, right? I mean, I was 18 years old, but I saw the parents of these children to be the same age as my mom and, you know, some of them a little younger, but like that generation. And I still saw myself as like Supreme Young. So I was like, man, all these grown ups, right? Are still financially struggling to have kids. And all of those grown-ups were constantly talking about how expensive it was to have kids. They, you know, a lot of them struggled to pay the the $50 or $60 a month to bring the kids to dance class. And a lot of them were just, you know, they they sit in the lobby and talk about a lot of financial struggle. And in my mind, a lot of those adults were financially better off than I was. You know? And so I just Correlated parenting and and having children with it sucking the financial life out of you. <laughs> it was just like. Having kids just means you're gonna be broke, and I ain't trying to be broke. <laughs> I didn't come out here to be broke. I didn't open this business and deal with all these kids for all these years. You know, teaching them to dance and helping them with their homework and the after-school programs and keeping them entertained all freaking summer long from seven a.m. to six p.m. in the summer camp to be broke. <laughs> so no, I ain't. Trying, I got no time for no kids. That was that was my experience. That's what I thought, and I and I Connected the two things subconsciously. Having kids is financially hard. Having kids means all the money you've worked for, all the financial freedom you have earned will be gone. They will just come and suck every penny out of you. That's what I had in my mind as a definition of what it meant to have children. And I've also mentioned this in a lot of previous podcast episodes. I had to do a lot of work on my money mindset over the years, a lot of work. Okay. I grew up, like I said, I grew up in a third world country. Cuba is a third world country, came to this country, was broke for a long ass time. (laughs) And I had to do a lot of work on my money mindset, right? On getting over the fact that... You don't have to work hard to be successful. You can also work smart, right? That um, the whole concept of like money doesn't grow on trees. Well, actually it doesn't grow on trees, true. But the fact that it doesn't grow on trees doesn't mean that it's not supremely easy to acquire. If you believe that it is, then you will see the possibilities of why and how it is. And so anyway, I did a lot of work on that, but I never knew that I had that particular money mindset weight right? The correlation between children being way too expensive and that it would equate to all of my financial freedom being gone. I didn't even know that I had that money mindset, uh, blockage, you could say until, uh, late last year. And when I realized that I don't remember even how it happened. I know I had some like big epiphany probably after a meditation or something. And I remember telling my husband about it and I was like, babe, you know what I just realized is one of the reasons that I'm so adamant about having children is because it makes me feel like all of this hard work that I put in even before you ever came around to have financial freedom, and then all of the hard work that you and I have put in it together as a team to get to even more financial freedom is all going to go to shit if we have a kid. And I realize now that that's not entirely true. Now, listen, listen before you go crazy on me. I know kids are expensive. <laughs> I ain't even going to pretend that they don't that they're not going to be costly. I get it. But there's a difference between something is going to be costly and something is going to drain the financial soul out of your life, which is what I used to think, right? So anyway, I had to explain that small sidebar so that this made sense when I when I had that realization that I had that um financial mindset block, I worked on it and I realized it's like, no, I I already know how to make money smart and I'm, I'm only getting better at it. And I already have a business that for the most part monetizes without me being very involved, right? And so I have these structures set up. We're expanding our real estate portfolio. I am not in the same position as my parents were, when they had their second child. I am not in the same position financially as the parents that I witnessed, amazing parents, doing everything they could to invest in their children having a safe place to grow, that being my dance studio. I am not in the same place as a lot of those parents. And so my experience financially having children will be very, very different my reality is going to be very, very different from those parents. When I realized that, and I and 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 it's funny because then I realized that that was my biggest holdback with having kids. It wasn't fear of being a mother because I've been a mother to my brother in many ways, and I've been a mom on many levels to the thousands of kids that have passed by my first business, Gigi's Dance Academy. Um, I've been a mother to myself. I've done a lot of reparenting and I I I'm not afraid of that part, right? Um, it was just, it was just the finances. It really truly was. That was like the biggest thing. It was like this big old block, whatever. So what I realized is I had the conversation with my husband, and I was like, Well, I know you've always wanted kids and you were willing to um to to pass on that to be with me. But do you still want them? Because if you don't want them, then now I've healed this money mindset thing where I think kids suck the financial life out of you, but we still don't need any. <laughs> we'll just get more dogs. Um, but do you want kids? And he was like, absolutely. If you've changed your mind about having children, I would love to have children with you. So I was like, okay. I haven't changed my mind about having children. That's, that's too many. But what I will do is this. Let us reconsider. Um, I'm going to reconsider the whole thing. I'm going to think on it. I'm going to, I'm going to meditate with it. I'm going to, you know, and I said to him, let's revisit in January. I said, I'm going to start taking prenatals just to kind of help my body through the process. Cause that's another thing that you read all the time, I'm 37 years old, right? So I'm considered like a geriatric pregnancy or adv- what is it? What is it? They call it now, um, advanced to age pregnancy. I had a doctor <laughs> this is ridiculous. I had a doctor literally say, well, you know, pretty much after 35, you're considered a pregnant dinosaur. Literal words, y'all. Literal, literal words. We're not getting into that in this episode, but that lady, that lady is not, that lady is so far it's just like top five people on my shit list. But anyway, we're not going to talk about that today. Um, so yes, I, I understand that Fertility can be difficult for some people. And I I don't know if I didn't know if it was going to be difficult for me. So I figured, you know what, I'll get on these prenatals. And uh, come January, we'll reconsider if in January, we decide that I still don't want any kids for whatever other reasons I may discover between now and January. Uh, then the worst case scenario is I took these prenatals for three months and my skin and my hair are going to look like the bomb.com and it's going to be fantabulous and I'll just get off of them and no big deal. And if come January, we decide that we do want to start trying, then I, at least I will have helped my body a little bit. And if we were going to have any difficulty trying or conceiving or any of that, Um, you know, maybe the, maybe the prenatals will have helped the process. Maybe they will, you know, help my body to, to do the thing it needs to do to get the baby going. Right. And so to be clear, I've been off of birth control for three years. I stopped taking the, is it three years now or two and a half? Give or take a long time. I've been off the pill, uh, which I had been on for pretty much my entire adult life. Um, I got off of it because I realized it was doing horrible, horrible things to my body. And so we have used other forms of contraception and been very, very, very careful throughout our our five years together. And so we had one oopsie, one oopsie, one bottle of wine too many, one really fun karaoke night at our house. Yes, he and I do karaoke alone for the dog and we have all the damn fun in the world. (laughs) And... I got pregnant and I shared this and I won't get too deeply into it on this episode because I I shared this in a, in, in my blog where I felt like the rug had been pulled out from under me. My power, my ability to decide, my control over my life had been ripped away because I got pregnant before I even had the opportunity to reconsider whether I wanted to be pregnant or not, which was the plan. I am a planner. I plan things. I look at the margin of error. I minimize it as much as I can. I am super aware of like what could happen. I try to look at everything from like a 360 angle. I'm not saying I, I catch everything every time, but I sure as hell try right? It's the type A, the planner, the overachiever, the I I never want to fail part of me, which I am still working on because I know I will fail. And now I understand failures are actually a good thing, but it don't mean I want to (laughs) fail, right? And so I felt like the power had been taken away from me. Like I I didn't decide, I, I didn't even decide if I wanted to decide this. I was just trying to rethink the whole thing. And I won't get into how I healed from that on this episode. It's, it's in the blog. You can check it out at ggdiaz.comslash blog. But when I did, the biggest thing, the biggest exercise, the biggest challenge that I had, the biggest practice that I had to put into play was surrender. Now, I've had a really, really great pregnancy. From what I can tell uh, in comparison to other moms, stories, horror stories I've been told about morning sickness for nine months that last all day long, all that other stuff. I've had zero morning sickness. I've had no really crazy... I don't know symptoms or whatever. I I often until until very recently that now my belly is like really large, and it's giving me round ligament pain and and some back pain and stuff like that. Until recently, I'd forget I was pregnant, except for how tired I was. I have always been a doer. I have I have days that I structure to do nothing, but most of my days are planned out and time blocked into productivity, right? And I had a lot of things that I wanted to do for this year. I was going to relaunch Unleash Your Inner CEO, which is my three to six month coaching program. We were going to buy our third property and put that up for short-term rentals, like our second one. We wanted to, we were setting up this whole roadmap so that we could live abroad for six months to a year in 2024. And all of that just I felt in the beginning like all of that just got taken away from me. And so I had to surrender because I decided to keep this pregnancy and that meant that a lot of shit was going to change and none of it was in my control, right? And we were going to have to shift the way that our businesses are run. My husband has his own business too, and I was definitely going to have to shift the way that I was doing things at Seizing Happy because I didn't know what kind of pregnancy I was going to have. I didn't know if I was going to have a crazy pregnancy where I'd just be throwing up all the time or have any sort of complications and be bed bound or anything like that. Because let me tell you, the horror stories, people only share the horror stories when it comes to pregnancy. And that's something else I talk about a lot in the blog. Um, but that's that's it's bullshit. And if you're that kind of parent, you need to cut that shit out. Um, But with that said, I was like, I I don't want to launch Unleash Your Inner CEO and make a commitment to all the women that go into that program that I can't keep because there are weekly sessions and there's one-on-one coaching calls and there's like workshops and all sorts of incredible resources and, and, and and processes that we do in that coaching program. And I didn't want to commit to that and charge people for it and then be sick or tired or bed bound or whatever could have come from this pregnancy, which thankfully none of those things came, but I had to be responsible in the business decisions that I, that I made and in how I committed to my clients. And so anyway, I felt like I I just had to surrender. On the days when I would wake up and this is funny. I'd wake up, brush my teeth, you know, shower, eat breakfast, reply to a couple emails and fall asleep on my computer. I would literally just my head would just drop, my eyes would close and I'd just sit in front of my computer asleep. Because the exhaustion that I had in my first trimester was supreme. I have never in my damn life been so tired. And I felt like I wasn't doing anything, but I was still exhausted. Took me a couple months after that to realize I was doing the biggest thing a woman's body can do, and that is to grow a human. And I was doing it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Of course, I was freaking tired. But in the beginning, I didn't feel that way. So I had to surrender to my body's needs, needs that it had never had before, a level of rest I'd never needed before. I had to surrender to my mind's needs. My mind's needs to explore grief because I felt like I was grieving the woman I was and I was grieving the woman I wanted to become. And I was grieving the definition of me that I had put out there for myself, that I had begun to embody, that I had begun to strive for. I had to surrender to that because I was no longer going to be that person because this pregnancy was going to change the definition of me in the future and it had already changed the definition of me in the present. And that was hard, but I had to surrender to it because it was the reality. And in that surrender, and we're still talking about personal surrender, in that surrender, I felt... First, I felt disempowered. I'll be honest with you. First, I felt like this and bullshit. (laughs) I feel like I'm just a victim here, you know? Um, But when I allowed the surrender to truly happen, I found a silence and a stillness within myself that made me so strong because it gave me a deeper connection to me, because it allowed me to listen closely to my body, to tap into my intuition. And my intuition guided me into when I should work. It made it so clear for me how I should work in this new stage, in this new moment in my life. I had to surrender into listening to my body and to my thoughts. And then I also had to surrender into listening to my spiritual space, my energy, right? Not like my active energy, like am I tired or not, but like my spiritual energy, And I needed so many different things. I needed to be able to connect with my womb. I needed to be able to connect with the feminine essence of my ancestry. I needed to be able to connect with my ancient wisdom to guide me through what felt in the beginning like a complete unknown. But when I surrendered into it, I realized I already knew everything I needed to know about this pregnancy. Intuitively, in my DNA, I knew everything I needed to know to support my child through this pregnancy and to give myself the support that I needed in order to be able to support my child as it grew inside me. So it wasn't a surrender of giving up and becoming the victim of the situation. It was a surrender of letting go of the reins of the situation. Because we often believe that we are in control of things, but control is an illusion. (laughs) It's a silly human illusion. And when I was able to let go of that control of trying to control what I did and when I did it and trying to work through how I felt and push through the exhaustion and you know, do the things I needed to quote unquote do in order to be able to shift my business and shift my lifestyle and do all the things so I could prepare. When I stopped, when I just stopped because I realized that the more I did, the more I got it wrong. <laughs> the more I tried to control the situation, the less it worked. When I just gave up on that in the sense of letting go of the reins and just saying. I surrender. I surrender to this situation and I allow it to show me the way, the new way. I allow this new human experience that I've never gone through before, that I never imagined that I would go through, that I never planned on going through, that I never wanted to go through. I will allow it since it is here and it is the reality. I will allow it to show me the way. I will allow it to shed light on the new path that is best for me. Because if I allow my situations to show me the best path for me, there's no way it could be the wrong path. Because my situation is given to me and and shown to me and it guides me intuitively, instinctively, And so when I surrendered into that, I was able to see so clearly how easy the process could be and how empowering the process could be. And the path and the choices and the changes became very clear and very easy to make. And so I experienced surrender in that way through my pregnancy. And how does it apply to business How does surrender make business also easier, make the path also more clear, make the decisions also more powerful and feel more, how does it make you feel more confident in the decisions when you surrender into business? Before we continue with this episode of the Chats with Gigi podcast, let's talk about something really important. You can upgrade your car, your cell phone, even your home to a better, to a newer model, but you can't do the same with your body, right? (laughs) You're stuck in the body you got until you're not in it anymore. This is why what you put in your body is so important. And this is where Island Sips Juice and Salads comes in. They're a delicious raw and vegan food restaurant located in Lauderhill, Florida with the mission of jumpstarting your health transformation journey. It's not about dieting, okay? It's not about extreme unsustainable shifts to your lifestyle. No, no, no. It's about incorporating better quality foods each day. Natural ingredients juices, and delicious snacks that are going to keep you nourished and energized to show up in your life as the healthiest, strongest version of you. If you're ready to start taking care of your body the way that it deserves to be taken care of, head on over to islandsips.com. So in business, the concept of surrender is very similar because... Of course, you're not giving up your power in business, right? You're not going to just leave it to chance. You're not going to sit there and say like, oh, I want to make my first six figures or my first multiple six figures, and I'm just going to surrender and wait to see what happens. No, that's not the way that works, right? (laughs) Surrender doesn't mean giving up. It doesn't mean waiting around for things to happen on their own. And That's not the way anything in this life works. Uh, Surrender in business also doesn't mean leaving the results up to chance. There's no chancing it in business, right? Surrender means you put in the work, you know, you set your goal. What's your goal? Is it breaking the six figure mark? Is it getting your first three clients? Is it whatever it is, you know? You got to set the goal. You're going to put in all of the work that is necessary, right? Is it paperwork? Is it graphics? Is it videos? Is it a program that you're trying to launch? Is it a marketing campaign? Is it a website? Whatever it is. Is it learning to pitch yourself? Is it first before you do any of those things? Is it working on your mindset and your confidence to be able to sell and to be able to become the the entrepreneur, the version of you that you need to become in order to be able to launch said business or to achieve said goal? Whatever it is, you're going to put in the work. Okay. You're going to take smart steps toward that goal. So this is where we go back to, and I talk about this in other episodes as well. Like it's not about busy work. A lot of the times entrepreneurs out there love to be busy. Everybody out there like, oh my God, I'm so busy this week. You ain't doing shit. If it's not moving the needle, if it's not getting you more sales, that's not a badge that you want to wear. I'm so busy, right? You got to do what moves the needle. You want to work smart, not hard. Working hard and just staying busy is only going to lead you to burnout. You want to take the smart steps that are going to catapult you in the direction, or maybe not even catapult you, because I believe that you can catapult yourself in business. I truly do. However, if you're not there mentally yet, if, you, if that's not part of your belief system yet, then just focus on taking the steps that are going to get you more directly to your goal. You don't want to zigzag around getting distracted by busy work and shiny objects, okay? Now you're going to give that process 100% of your dedication. You set the goal, you prepared your roadmap, and you're going to give it 100% of your time. Okay, It's going to be your focus. You're going to give it 100% of your dedication, of your magic, right? All of your manifestation energy is going to go into the steps that need to be taken, the smart steps that need to be taken to get you to that goal you're going to be consistent. I'm going to say that again. You're going to be consistent, consistent. You're going to do this shit all the time. You're not going to get disheartened because it didn't work out perfectly, flawlessly the first time around because it didn't happen immediately. You're going to keep going. And you're going to show up consistently in your authenticity, Accept the days you feel like you're not doing it well enough. Accept the moments you feel like the success is just not happening for you. See it, look at it and say, okay, thank you for helping me to realize that I feel this way and that this is not what I want. Goodbye. I am not subscribing to this emotion for a moment longer and I'm getting back into the doing what I need to do, the taking the smart steps, the being consistent. Okay. So don't bullshit yourself through this. Fake it till you make it is not a real thing. I don't believe in that. Now, when you do this, when you set the goal, you put in the work, the inner work and the business work, okay? You take the smart, calculated steps that are going to get you to your goal faster. And you give this roadmap that you've created for yourself, this blueprint to that success, to that goal, you give it 100%. Every day you give it your 100, whatever 100 is that day. We ain't a, we don't wake up at 100% every single day. Some days you wake up at 70, but on that day that you woke up at 70%, you give 70. On the day that you woke up at 50%, you give 50%. You give what you got, right? You give your goal, you give this path, all of your dedication, your focus, your consistency, and you show up consistently in authenticity. Then you surrender to the results. After you have put in the work and you have done what you needed to do, when you took the aligned action toward the goal, then you let go of the reins. You stay in your authenticity. You stay in that consistency. You let go of the results. You detach yourself from the results. The results are going to be whatever they are meant to be. And they don't define anything about you or your business. And you certainly, no matter what results you have, they certainly do not take away from the quality of the effort that you put in. Detaching yourself from that outcome, in other words, you surrender, this is what's going to bring you peace in the process of entrepreneurship. Because you will have the peace of mind that you did the best that you could, that you showed up as your best self every time that you showed up and you did it consistently You did it daily. And when you booked those days in your calendar to not show up, those days to rest, to replenish, that is, in its own way, being authentic and showing up for yourself, for the woman behind the business, which you know is our motto here at Seizing Happy. A 360 approach to entrepreneurship, nurturing the business and the woman behind the business equally. So pausing to replenish, is showing up for yourself. Okay. Now pausing to replenish for three months (laughs) because you're not showing up consistently because you're giving yourself excuses because, oh my God, it didn't work. It's just not working for me right now. I just, people aren't buying all that whiny shit. We don't do that. Okay. When you show up authentically, you set the goal, you set the roadmap, you take the steps, you show up consistently, pause to rest when needed, intentionally replenish, disconnect, give yourself some love, and then get right back to it. And you show up in that way, you're going to have the peace of mind that no matter what the outcome was, you did your best. It's going to bring you peace as an entrepreneur to show up in the best way that you can, and then let go of the results. Let them be what they need to be, right? You don't need to control that part because that part is out of your control no matter what. And when you show up authentically and consistently and then surrender to the results, let them be, you are more capable of peacefully and happily looking back and saying, okay, so the results were freaking amazing, Yeah, how do we make them better next round? Or these results are less than I hoped for, but I know I did my best. So if I did my best, I will also be able to look at the data of what didn't go as well. And that data is going to be accurate as hell because it was my best. So I can see that maybe it was the marketing. I did my best in the marketing part of this, this business goal, but maybe I'm just not that good at marketing. So maybe for the next round, I'm going to outsource because my best wasn't enough to get to the goal that I wanted. So now I know, so now I know, and I can do it better next time, right? Maybe you look back and what the data shows is that your outreach felt, it, it fell a little short of what you needed it to be, right? Maybe you didn't partner up with enough, um, people or businesses or platforms that had your audience in them, right? But since you showed up 100%, you showed up consistently at your best. It's clear to see the data shows that it was the outreach. So now you just know that next time for the next launch, for the next attempt at this goal, it's the outreach, right? So you're going to partner with more people that share your audience, cross collaborations, right? Right? Your lead generation techniques are going to be improved upon. But when you didn't show up 100%, when you didn't really do the thing, when you gave up in the middle three, four times in the process, and you look back, how the hell are you going to know what did and didn't work if you didn't do any of it fully? How do you know what was or wasn't successful if you did everything half-assed? If there was no consistency to measure the process, If there's no consistency in the process, how do you look back and gather any accurate data on what worked and what didn't work when you weren't doing the work, (laughs) right? Now, when you show up authentically, consistently, with a good solid plan or the best plan that you can come up with, and that is the good solid plan. The best one you can come up with is the good one. It's the best one, right? When you do that, And then surrender into the results and let them be. And just be a witness to those results. Your peace of mind, your confidence in yourself because you know you did your best and that is enough. That is all you got is your best, right? You don't got more than your best. Your best is what you got and you give it and you give it consistently and you give it authentically. When you do that, you can surrender into business And in that peace of mind and in that new clarity that surrender gives you in business, you become a stronger entrepreneur. You become a better version of the CEO. Think about it. When you think of a CEO, CEOs sometimes put plans into motion that fail completely, (laughs) right? Think of, I don't know if you're still in corporate or if you were in corporate at some point, right? When I was in corporate, I saw some massive multimillion dollar plans go to shit and fail massively. But they were put into motion with all the motors running, with all the departments fully committed to the plan, right? And so when they failed, the CEO was able to look and see, well, it failed because here we weren't strong enough or here we could have done more, right? And so run your business like that type of CEO, make a clear goal, make a good roadmap, take powerful, intentional steps in the direct angle or direction of your goal. Stay focused, stay consistent, stay in alignment, stay true to yourself in the process. Give yourself and your business what they need. Give yourself rest when it's time to rest. Give your business your undivided faith, attention, and focus. Do all these things authentically and then surrender to the results. And you'll be able to do so with the confidence that you showed up as the best version of you in the strongest way that you could with all of your magic up front ready to do what had to be done. The results are just the results and you can always alter them later on. I hope this episode was helpful to you. I usually batch the Chats with GG podcast. I come up with the topics and I'll sit down one day and do multiple episodes once a month, multiple interviews, and then I schedule them out and all that jazz. But this episode was not like that. I woke up With this word in my heart all morning today, through my coffee, through sessions, through things that I had to do, I just had this word in my heart and I felt like I had to sit in front of this microphone and say these things. And I hope that if it was you who was meant to hear them, that they have served you. If you feel like these words were meant for somebody else that is close to you, then share this episode with them. And I hope that the words serve them in the best way possible. All right, now back to our regular programming. (laughs) The next episode of Chats with Gigi is going to be amazing. We are going to be featuring Lisa Genova. And we're going to be talking about struggling to remember and the science of memory. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode of Chats with Gigi, be sure to subscribe, leave us a review on iTunes, and share it with a friend. If there's a guest or topic you'd like on the show, let me know. You can find me across all social media platforms as Gigi Diaz Live or head on over to my website, www.gigidiaz.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back next week. Until then, I'm sending lots of love and light your way.